welcome to How Good Was It, where we review the movies of our past to see how they hold up. That's what the show is all about, broken up in two halves for your listening pleasure. First half, we go over a movie by memory, and we're always wrong. That goes without question. We're always wrong. We don't remember shit. We're old men. (laughs) How are we going to remember anything from our past? But we do watch the movie, and we come back. And we see what we got wrong, what we got right, and everything in between. And this is the last installment to our Tim Burton month. It has been a month of ups and downs, gentlemen, I have to say. Um, hello, Scott. Hey, what's going on, Jim? And what is up, Dana? Hola, papi chulo. Oh, <laughs> that was a little too sexy, Dana. Now I'm questioning. Um, <laughs> But yes, uh, as I mentioned, this is the final installment to our Tim Burton month. And we got a doozy because this one's a big question mark in my mind. And I think Scott and I agreed that we kind of love this movie, but I I don't know. I I think think this is probably my, I I think it may be his best movie, but I haven't seen it for a long time. I want to say it was probably his best reviewed film. And also, I, I want to say people got nominated for Academy Awards in this movie as well. Yeah, and that movie is Ed Wood. Touchstone Pictures presents Johnny Depp, Martin Landau, Sarah Jessica Parker, Patricia Arquette, and Bill Murray in the true story of an unforgettable filmmaker. We're making another movie. I got the Church of Beverly Hills to put up the cash. How do you get all your friends to get baptized just so you can make a monster movie? And his legacy that will live forever. How do you burn this off? Shake his legs around. Looks like he's killing him. This is the one. I command you! This is the one I'll be remembered for. Ed Wood, a Tim Burton film. Really? Worst film you ever saw. Well, my next one will be better. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to give our audience a little reminder of what we do here at How Good Was It? Each episode is broken up into two halves. The first half is all about our recollection from memory of the movie. We then pause, we watch the movie, and we come back to go over how much we got wrong, how much we got right, and most importantly, Does the movie still hold up? Is it as good or as bad as we remember it to be? With that, let's get into this week's movie. So let's get into it, gentlemen. Uh, Well, I think we have established that that, uh, June and I have seen the film, but Dana, you have not seen this film. Who the fuck is Ed Wood? (laughs) (laughs) That is the question, isn't it? So uh, to give a little history, Ed Wood was a... what would you call him, Scott? He was a filmmaker. Yeah, the... yeah, filmmaker is yeah, that's a stretch, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he had his heyday. It would be, I guess, the fifties and sixties. I believe so. And he was known for some pretty offbeat subject matter. Um, his most famous film to date that he's most well known for is a film called uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Now, this is probably the B-movie to end all B-movies. Or, if you want to look at it another way, the B-movie to start all B-movies. It is famed for being a bad movie. In the truest sense of the word. 
And yet there's a mystique about it. You I have watched this movie, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Dana has a blank look. He does not know what the fuck we're so talking I, about. I wonder, you know, if Dana's from a, he is, a, you know, about a decade younger than us. When yes. when June and I was growing up, I think probably the same thing. Like on Saturdays, they used to rerun all these old horror movies. Uh, mm-hmm. they, in, in, here in Florida, they called it Creature Feature. And yes. Dr. Paul yeah. Bearer okay. was, uh, was yeah. the host. Okay. And he would, uh, these are the movies that I would see every week. This. Uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, movies with giant tarantulas and, you know, <laughs> crap like that is what we would see every single Saturday. So that, that's where these movies, this is kind of, kind of like the birth They're of these movies. Yes. They're origin stories. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 it's okay. I'm trying to prepare myself because as you guys know, I'm, what the fuck when you guys take me into a different lane. I, I have to kind of always <laughs> prepare myself uh, when we were kind of talking about it, I was excited because I was like, oh, let me go find something to at least, you know, kind of pre- read the back of a movie cover type of deal. I thought the dude was fake when I first read it until you guys talked more about it. Real and you person. guys were like, oh, no, this guy's a real guy. And so yeah. now I'm just like, oh, I felt better when he was fake. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look, Edward is remembered more for being Ed Wood than he is for his films, I think. And that's what this movie's about. It's about him making the films. It's not, you know, this yeah. this is actually maybe one of the more realistic uh, Tim Burton movies, I would say, yeah. you know, because it's yeah. really about this guy and his struggle to make these films. And he's also um, a cross-dresser. He also uh, likes to dress in women's clothing as well, uh, which is uh, part of the film, which I wonder how that holds up nowadays. I don't know uh, that we're giving Dana much in- incentive to well, watch this so, uh, so why are we watching this one again? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the only thing I saw just as a quick thing when you guys first brought it up. So is this movie in black and white? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. I guess he wanted to give a semblance yeah. of the era that it was in Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Does he have any other black and white type of movies? I mean, if this is kind of if this is kind of a biography. And, you know, I guess that's probably putting it a bit of a stretch because when I think of Tim Burton, I can never think of a biography. Mm -hmm. Uh, But does he have kind of like black and white movies that we could think of in his lexicon there? I'd be surprised if he didn't, but I can't recall any offhand, to be honest, besides Ed Wood, Um, which actually, when you think about it, is a little surprising. You think he'd be like, he's a filmmaker that would utilize a lot more black and white, but not that I can recall. Um, it's very befitting for this film. I'm not. I'm not going to pretend like I remember the details of this movie. It's been quite a, a bit of time since I've watched it, so I can't tell you uh, the the plot per se. You know, uh, scene after scene, like we usually do in our second half of each episode. But I do remember the feel of this movie in certain scenes, and I especially remember Johnny Depp's performance. Yeah, very good performance. Very good. One of his best to me. This was a character that I don't think just any actor could play or would even want to play. Yeah. Uh, Very controversial figure, especially for his time. And when you watch this film, Dana, you're going to see why, man. He, he was quite the character and he surrounded himself with equally as bizarre. The actors he dug up for his films are, you know yes. what? I'm not even going to try it. And they kind of look like it too. There's, a, I'm, 
pretty positive there's a documentary about this film as well, where they do the side by side and they show like the scenes from Plan 9 from Outer Space next to the scenes from Ed Wood to show them matching up. And it, they oh. do a really good job. But, you know, Bill Murray's in this film as well, playing one of the one of the yes. actors, that eccentric actor. Um, who plays Bella Lugosi? It's um, I, I forgot, but whoever. Uh, oh. It's Martin Landau, right? Is it Martin Landau? I, I don't recall. I it's remember a, the performance more than I think he was so nominated great. for an Academy Award for his part. Now, Dana... Say. Dana, you know, I would hope you know who Bella Lugosi is, who played um, Dracula in the, the first big Dracula Like the original film. Dracula. But, yeah, 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 like in the 30s and 40s. And so they, yeah. Edward got him when he was like old and like out of it and, you know, past his acting days. He got him to come and, and be part of this movie. And he was quite the character, Bella yeah. Lugosi, man. By that time, he was, uh, oh boy. Uh, well, let's put it this way. Um, to give you a little bit of uh, Ed Wood and his filmmaking style, he was known for not having much of a screenplay. <laughs> he would just mm -hmm. kind of make up the movie using whatever he had available and whatever he turned them on at the time. So it's like his actors never knew what to expect of him. And, and a lot of them weren't actors. They're like friends and like, oh, yeah. like town policemen and things like that were his, yeah. were his actors. You know, they weren't real actors. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't have the budget that big filmmakers would have had to to hire quality star material, whatever. Um, his set was whatever he whatever yeah. he had. You will see. This is uh, yeah. Dana's looking very. And that's where the humor comes in this movie. It's yeah. the shit that he has to do to make these films and his his spirit, like the way he uh, the way nothing seems to bother Edward. He's always very positive mm -hmm. and always like. You know, not nothing phases what he what he does, and it's uh, yeah, it's a, I, it's an enjoyable film. You're gonna love Lots it. Lots of I, um, I don't know. Dana looks. I don't believe you. Though. I definitely don't believe either one of you assholes. But whatever. I guess the first question you, I have you're gonna watch it. Neither of us are gonna watch it. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what's gonna happen. So, when was the last time you guys saw this movie? I guess um, I saw this when it came out. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Okay. Yeah, I saw it in the but theater. I, but I, I, I watched it again on, you know, VHS or cable, probably in the 90s. I haven't seen it since the 90s, for sure. Yeah, same so, for me. So what, um, what year did it come out, do we think? 94? Yeah, I was going to say I think it's 94. Mid, yeah, it's around mid-90s. Tim Burton was still coming off a hot streak. You know, uh, we just well, did Batman. Batman. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he's still on fire. And you could tell this was a passion project for him. I mean, if anyone could capture the essence of this person, Ed Wood, it was Tim Burton. One eccentric filmmaker making a movie about another eccentric filmmaker. Makes perfect sense. Uh, no one, I don't think anyone else could have really done this movie justice. Again, I'm, I'm talking by, uh, as always, you know, I'm going by my memory, but who knows? Like I said before, it could go either way. Um, but I have a feeling that, well, I have a feeling that Dana's going to fucking hate this movie. And he's already has that face like, like these guys, you know, me so well. he's going in with low expectations. So that is, that's good. <laughs> that's the promising part. <laughs> We're coming off a, a, a deep love of Mars attacks and going into Batman and, and stuff. And now you're going to hit me with this. You bastards. That That's, that's what Dana's <laughs> saying to himself right now. But let's see what happens, man. Maybe it'll grow on you. Um, I would advise do a little research on maybe Edward first to prepare yourself. It won't take much. You can find a 
multitude. There's a lot of stuff on him. I mean, he's he's famed for being uh, quite eccentric. One of the things I will say that I do remember is the feeling this may, this movie gave me afterwards walking in the theater. As crazy as Edward is, or was, I should say, you could not help but root for him. I mean, he made horrible movies. I'm telling you right <laughs> now, Dana, his most famous being Plan 9 from Outer Space. It's It's famed more for the controversy and hijinks around it not hijinks but uh you know just man just watch it's edward yeah consider one of the worst <laughs> movies of all time i mean the, know, the original razzie yeah, yeah for sure had a great poster yeah. which you've probably seen you've probably seen stuff influenced by plan nine from outer space but the movie itself oh boy get ready buddy well, if you do plan on watching that movie itself um, hopefully this movie, Edward, will prompt you to watch it and then you'll be even more disappointed. <laughs> so, we'll if it wasn't um, for my given occupation, I would definitely do some psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to. Uh, do we want to get into any facts and figures or just get to watching this? Facts and figures? Yeah, I don't know them yet. I, I think this was a, a mild success for him. I don't think it was, you know, uh, Batman blockbuster money. But like I said, it was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was nominated for Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, the critics uh, love this movie from what I recall. Yeah. I got very favorable reviews from critics. It was very just Johnny Depp. Yeah, what, Johnny, Johnny Depp was great. I, I actually, for me personally, it's one of his finest roles. Yeah. Um, when they first announced this movie, um, and I was already familiar with the filmmaker, Ed Wood, to a, to a degree, and I found out more from this movie. But when they announced that Johnny Depp was going to play him, I was like, well, how the, how is that going to go? Like, I, I didn't really see how that would fit. I was wrong. <laughs> Johnny Depp is as much yeah. of a crazy bastard as Tim Burton. And this movie proves it. And as we know, he's full on Johnny Depp now. So we have no yeah. trouble believing <laughs> what a nutty bird he can be. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare yourself, Dana. <laughs> get ready, man. For Oh, uh, you're going to like this movie. This is a good Trying to get hyped. Uh, Trying to get hyped. Man. This might be another <laughs> Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Oh, no, no. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> I am very happy we are ending this. I, I knew we had to get Edward in there. I would have been quite disappointed if we didn't. So I'm yeah. glad that we're uh, capping off our Tim Burton month with Edward. Let's say we watch this bird, man. Let's let's, let's get this it. going. Uh, come back for our review of Edward. Hopefully it still holds up. I have a feeling it will, at least for me and Scott. I think Dana's going to quit the podcast after this one. <laughs> We've taken him on an emotional roller coaster, and he doesn't know what to expect from us at this point, and he just and might end up sending us to hell after this. How good was it? Let's get to Ed Wood. Say bye, guys. See ya. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no Batman voice. No exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, this is my two weeks' notice. Yeah, this man is scared right now. Sit tight. We'll be right back with How Good Was It? Do you have memories about this week's film that you'd like to share with us? Hit us up at How Good Was It Pod for X, formerly known as Twitter, at H-G-W-I pod. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you'll find video promos for each and every episode. Welcome back listeners to How Good Was It? Where we review the movies of our past to see how they hold up in our modern times. 
And I will remind all of you listeners that we are on YouTube as well. If you're watching this on YouTube, check out the full length audio podcast where we go in deep dive style into the plot of this movie capped off by our personal reviews. So if you care to do so, dig into the archives, RSS feed, favorite streaming platforms. We go in deep into each and every movie that we review. We are at the final leg of our Tim Burton month. It has been a hoot. Hello, Scott. Hey, welcome back, Jim. And hello, Dana. What the fuck did you two weirdos get me into? (laughs) So so as you just heard, I think we've uh, broke the millennial of the month or of the group, I should say, (laughs) with this month. And I thought we would. It's been a very interesting month so far, and we're cap- we're capping it off with uh, the Tim Burton vehicle, Ed Wood. It's been an interesting month, to say the least. It's had its ups, it's had its downs, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Let's go, man. This is the second half. We have watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for Dana's review. The sooner we get to it, the sooner we will hear it, man. Oh, so wow. Let's go. Let's go. Um, let's start off with some facts and figures, because I know the wizard of the bunch, Scott, that is what is he, he is here for. That's yes. what he is good at. So please give it up, Scott. What do you got for us as far as Ed Wood? Well, this movie was a flop. Uh, it was made for $18 million. <laughs> wow. And it only... <laughs> It's gross was almost six million dollars. That oh, that my. is it. That, that is a flop. Uh, I thought I remember it doing okay in the box office. I know I saw it in the theater, and I was excited no. to see it. It, <laughs> it is his best reviewed film, and uh, it's the only film that he's ever directed that someone won an Oscar for acting in. Um, Martin Landau did win best supporting actor for this movie. Uh, it's he considers it his favorite film, his best film is uh, is Ed Wood. Uh, he he thought it was a very personal film. He uh, the relationship between Ed Wood and Bella Lugosi reminded him of his relationship with Vincent Price. So Dana's about to walk off the set. He's, he's just like I can't with this. I can't with you guys and these freaking choices of yours. Oh man, go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. No, man. that's. I mean, that's really about it. It was. It was. Uh, it was a flop at the box office. I did not remember it being a flop. I don't either, man. I did watch this in the theater when it came out. Um, I, to be honest, at the time, I didn't know much about Edward the man himself, other than the movie that he's most famed for, Plan Nine from Outer Space. My first exposure to that movie or Edward was as a teenager. Um, I was very much into like a lot of punk rock bands when I was younger. And I remember there were certain bands or certain group uh, members of bands and they would, you know, they would wear these old t- old movie T-shirts. And, and the, the poster for Plan 9 from Outer Space was pretty popular. There was an artist. I'm also a big comic book, as I, a comic book geek, as I keep reminding our audience. One of my favorite artists is an artist of the name uh, Drew Friedman. And uh, he's done a lot of comic books as well as a lot of magazine illustrations. And one of his favorite subject matter or subject topics or whatever you want to call it, because my grammar is shit, as you can tell, it are the characters from these Edward movies, uh, Tor Johnson, Vampira. Um, and he drew them amazingly. But I would see these characters in his drawings and, and uh, I didn't know who the hell they were. 
I just know that they were so weird looking. And it wasn't until I discovered who Edward was and I watched a couple of his movies that it just clicked and uh, the puzzles just formed inside my head. And I was like, this is where that stuff came from. I'm going to, I have to go to Dana as ASAP, as soon as possible. I need your take because you, mm. you, you just, you're bursting at the seams to say something about this movie. Um, we exposed you. I don't think you had heard of this movie before we brought it up. I, well, only in IMDb, <laughs> but I never, <laughs> never watched it. I wasn't familiar mm. with the director. I had not a clue. I went in as a innocent puppy <laughs> into this. Like, you know what? These two gentlemen that I decided to do a podcast <laughs> with, they wouldn't lead me astray. <laughs> oh, you innocently... You never learned your lesson, do you? <laughs> yeah. You know what the worst part about this? At, oh, boy. Especially with this movie, as we try to go through into this, like, I really started siding with, like, kind of like the, uh, the Baptist at the end of just like <laughs> oh, wow. my friend Scott and my friend June, they just need prayer. That's they need all they need. God they, in their they, life. Need, they, they need, you know, you know, just a little bit closer to uh, a higher being, wow. no matter who it is. Oh, and man. I, you know, I don't know, dude. <laughs> i learned something today that's that's all i can say oh guys. boy wow. i can't i can't wait to find out what you learned in your review man um look man uh there is nothing we could have told dana to prepare him for the subject matter of well, this movie dana did you um did you watch any of the actual Plan 9 from Outer Space? Did you see any uh, Edward oh, actual I'm, real I'm Edward sure, scenes? I'm sure this movie so, didn't give him incentive to do so. I, I definitely, yeah, I, I wasn't excited to, but but obviously when you guys uh, challenge me in such ways, uh, you know, I, I try to look at some of the old stuff. Uh, weird enough, uh, you could find uh, Glenn and Glenda, and uh, you could find, uh, it, it's literally like, right on wikipedia um you you could see some of these movies and it's like the full form of the movies mm -hmm. and uh oh. i i was trying to just like look at it and watch it but it was kind of like this movie where i was just like yeah man uh i i give me i, I i'm gonna need some time before <laughs> i can just watch this i, I think it would make you appreciate the film just a little bit more just for how how they nailed the scenes and the acting of the scene from from uh george yeah. animal steel Doing Tor Johnson or Bill Murray playing uh playing his character. Bunny, his character. Bunny Beckridge. They, they, they really did nail that uh in in the movie. But yeah. You know, you, you might have it. enjoyed it a little bit more. Maybe. Well, oh, oh, okay. Slightly more. <laughs> I, I, you, hit I, it, you hit the nail on the head though, man. I did after watching this movie. I just watched it a, a couple of hours ago. I watched it as soon as I got home from work. And I, I watched it as early as possible just because I knew I would want to do that, compare, you know, some of the scenes from uh, the Edward movie to the actual scenes with the actual actors themselves. And they did a really good job of recreating these scenes mm -hmm. a lot better than I remember. Um, and there were more stars in this film than I remembered as well. I forgot yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker was in there. Yeah. Um, Martin Lando. Landa was exceptional. Yeah, man. as, as Bella Lugosi, man, yeah. he was exceptional. I I don't care what you say, Dana. You have to at least <laughs> give it that. And I, I mean, mean, Bill Murray. You can't. Bill Murray is always funny, even oh, though he yeah. has very little little things to do in this movie. 
when when they're baptizing him and he oh, says sure, sure. is just <laughs> hilarious to me. <laughs> that was one of the best lines in the movie. Just that one word, just the way he said it with that Bill Murray attitude of his. He's like, sure. Um, yeah, man, it was a stellar cast, but uh man, let's let's get into the okay. plot. Let's, yeah, let's go. Let's let's Woo. go full speed ahead. Uh, the movie starts out. Where does it start out? Because of course I already forgot. Yeah, I don't think Dana wants to say, but it, it starts out with uh, he wants no part of this episode. Pretty much, he's he's just waiting to give his review at the end. Yes. Uh, it starts out with Jeffrey Jones, which doesn't hold up to 2024 because Jeffrey Jones is uh, I think he went to jail for he's a pedophile, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think yeah. Was, I forgot about that. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. So the yeah the principal from Ferris Bueller uh, is playing a psychic in the film, and he's telling the story of Ed Wood to start it out. He's he's half out of a coffin talking, telling us a story of Ed Wood. I think from there, just the opening credits are 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 pretty cool. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. it's a graveyard. The each tombstones are the names of the actors. It's you know. Classic Burton, except for uh, lacking the Danny Elfman. This yes. is the first movie he he did without Danny Elfman, and yeah, it kind of showed. I miss Elfman's score. It, while I did think of that, I did notice that from the credits, and and as the movie went along, though, I was like, I don't know. I think he made the right choice. I don't know if it yeah. was that Danny Elfman wasn't available. I doubt that because they had a bit of a falling do. out. I oh. I had read that in Mars Attacks that. Uh, during Edward Scissorhands, I believe, or, oh, no, no, it was Nightmare Before Christmas. Remember, mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas, he wanted Robert Smith to do that. And yes. then Robert Smith did turned him down. And then he took Danny Elfman. I don't know if that was what it was, but they said Ooh. in the filming of that or something to do with that, they had a bit of a clash and they wor- didn't work again together until uh, Mars Attack. So they oh, took wow. a few minutes well, off. I, I think I saw part of that documentary for... Uh... Nightmare Before Christmas. I, I think part of it was the whole speaking voice thing because remember oh, he was for sure. You know he he only did the singing and he didn't yeah. do the. Uh... That pissed me off too. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. But you know, could have missed out on those big. Tim I mean, Burton that checks, dud man. of a Come movie. On. It doesn't matter who did Jack Skellington. Come on, anyone I mean, could have done Jack Skellington. Endless being eccentric. It's Hollywood. That's common <laughs> shit for Hollywood. You know, people get yeah. passed over for other. He does people. it again in this movie. So. Mm-hmm. uh uh, Orson Welles is played by Vincent D'Onofrio, another guy we didn't mention yeah. in this movie. Yes, yeah. And he dubs his voice. He didn't like his Orson Welles it was impression. So apparent. Oh, the yeah. one scene that he was yeah, in. Yeah. I, I, okay. Uh-huh. I, I was making sure because I was just like, am, am I tripping? Because it doesn't seem like the voice is coming from him. Oh, it wasn't. That was definitely <laughs> so, not okay. Vincent D'Onofrio's okay. voice. But it was a wow. good uh, impersonation of Orson Welles, nonetheless. So, so it starts out with uh, the telling. Yeah of this story from one of the people that worked with Ed Wood. So the play, Ed Wood's putting on a play, uh, oh, opening yeah. night of a play, uh, and there's nobody in the theater. There's like four or five people when they're watching. The theater's leaking water onto the seats in the crowd, and they're just putting together this horrible play with Sarah Jessica Parker's in it, a uh, couple, basically his same crew. These are the same actors you're going to see throughout the movie, the people that have been with him in the beginning uh they, they stick with him through the whole thing and they're putting on a failed production of some kind of play the play was indicative of what was to come yeah. with his filmography um it was very much in the edward vein very low budget so we're we're in this play or 
what if you want to call it that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was something. <laughs> there was, okay, during the play, there's a scene that, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker is on wires and she's floating in and out of the scene. And as she's floating out, I, th I swear, I thought she was going to fall off those wires. She's like, mm -hmm. well, I'm pretty sure it was intentional. But mm -hmm. they it just they just pulled it off well. Where it just kind of gave you an indication of how low budget uh, Edwards anything was. <laughs> you yeah. Know? From here we get introduced to Edward and Sarah Jessica Parker, who is his girl his girlfriend. Girlfriend, yes. Yeah. Or maybe. Yeah. yeah. No girlfriend. You're right. Girlfriend. Girl, girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Dolores she... Fuller. I, I had to yeah. look her up. Yeah. Now yeah. were they actually married or were no were, no. no. Okay. No, so he married twice, but it wasn't her. I'm not even sure if they had the second wife, but the second wife was with him and separated. And then another big actress that we forgot, Patricia. Well, I can't call her big, but she had her moments. Patricia Arquette, yeah. Yeah. the character yeah. she played was the person that was the final wife. So, but no, mm -hmm. Dolores Fuller, no, she wasn't. She never married him. So that yeah. was. Uh, and she left him in, not because he was a crossdresser. She left him because he was an alcoholic. That's yes. what she says. You know, afterwards yeah. uh, that she left him because he was a drunk. He he died young too, right? Did he die like at like fifty two or fifty three? Fifty four, I think they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very young. Which you know, that's my age right now. Yeah, so that, that well, that's not me that young. Good I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> old. But, well, thank yeah. you, Scott, for yeah. confirming that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's carry on with the plot. Uh, where do we go from here? So, so they go to uh, the bar, right? Uh, yes. like, yeah, yeah, it's like a little yes. bar diner or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, and they're waiting and, for the review of that yes. theater, that play, yeah. in the newspaper. and The night, nightly newspaper, which I do remember as a kid getting a nightly newspaper yes. as well. There was a which, morning edition and there was yeah, a, yeah. an evening edition. Yeah. That is true. Oh, fuck. How old are you guys? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I am farting dust as we speak. Oh. Yes, let's go. <laughs> Edward, let's go. What, what I found a funny line today, because basically the, the, it's not a good review. The only thing they say that it, it's anything good is the, the, the costumes. The, the uh, soldiers' costumes look authentic. That's, that's the one <laughs> positive review. Sarah Jessica Parker has a line. She says, it says, she says, do I really have a face like a horse? A horse. Oh. Which is, she, I didn't Literally. know she said that, but that's something that people have made yes. fun of her about in the in the last Whole 30 years. Career. And I don't know if they yes. had done that before this movie. I, I God, I hope this movie is not what, what, what Dana, causes you, the people say that. Dana, did you confirm that? You said she, she does. Uh, oh, she, uh, like, correct. With, oh, without a doubt. I was just like, how'd she do <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't believe she she had to say that line that is really fucked up okay we're gonna move on before wow. we get sued for, for, uh, okay for defamation let's go for, for, for the realism the realism yes that, yes the realism uh I, I think that's the first time you're like entered well a, a, a young chap like me you get introduced to how optimistic Yes. that uh edward is like you know mm -hmm. everybody else is seeing that hey we basically are told that we're a shit bomb and he's just like hey man uh no news is bad news like yeah. it's kind of like a, a weird you know sense of pride that he had regardless so you yeah. know it, it was definitely very very different yeah from where from there where do we go dana do you want to pick it up because you love this show so much. I Jesus. Think, so of course I do, Poodle. Yes, Poodle, I do, Poodle. 
we see more of what his real life is in the next scene, right? Like, doesn't he go to like the the studio lot? Yeah, he works as of, like uh, a, I don't know, like yeah. something with props or something very small job at the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, um, I like kind of showing just how much of a nobody he is. Um, but he sees a guy who has like B roll and. And that's where he sees like the the B roll of actually even before that he saw like a camel like he was just yeah. kind of just really entertained by like all of what Hollywood is but uh, Hollywood basically says to him like you know get back to work what the hell are you doing you know just in general mm-hmm. um, but uh, he's checking out that B roll and and saying what clearly what he must have done in his career of just like oh man this is great the guy's like oh I hope that nobody sees this this isn't going to see the light of day and he goes oh yeah I can use this for so many things. Mm-hmm. you know being kind of the idea guy that he is so um and then it goes to the scene where ed is uh is, is he back kind of in the office because he must be like a, a courier of some type for the studio lot where he yeah, sees two so. women they were talking about what would eventually be Gwen and glinda right yes like glinda glinda um so they're talking about it and you know that's where he's just oh what was it the christina forgot what the name of of what this was originally but of course only we watched the movie and only for me to get it wrong but it was like the christina lagorsi story and it was really just oh yeah well this is a this is like a studio in quotations ahead uh played by the same guy that's in dumb and dumb or i forgot the actor's name i should have looked it up well, he answered uh, an ad. basically an ad that he had. Yeah, I think he saw that they were yes. going to make a movie about this. So he wanted to go there and find out, you know, because he knows it's a movie about a cross-dresser. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it was he over. I think he read it in the newspaper. He read making. He, well, the two, the two, the two women were, uh, he was like, hey, what are you two ladies? Oh, you're right. You know, you're right. You right. So, so yeah. he kind of, mm-hmm. he kind of walks up to them and then that's where he kind of discovers it. And that's where he's like. You know, for him, he he wants to try to apply for it and see what he could do to to be part of that role to get yeah. the directorship. He goes Which, and basically tells the guy he's a perfect director for this. I haven't directed anything before, but I I know it. I have the insight. Uh, you know, he he finally admits to somebody that he's a cross dresser. You can tell he's very nervous to say it, then he finally gets it out, and the guy could care less. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I'm Ed Wood. I'm here about directing the Christine Jorgensen picture. <laughs> well, a couple of things have changed. It ain't gonna be the Christine Jorgensen story no more. Goddamn variety. I had to print the story before I got the rights. Now that bitch is asking for the Skype. Ah, oh, you're not gonna make the movie. No, of course I'm gonna make the picture. I already pre-sold Alabama and Oklahoma. Those repressed okers, they go for that twisted, perverted stuff. You just do it without the shemale. We'll fictionalize it. Is there a script? Fuck no, but there's a poster. It opens in nine weeks in Tulsa. Well, Mr. Weiss, look no further. I'm your man. I work fast and I'm a deal. I write and direct, and I'm good. I just did a play in Hollywood, and Victor Crowley himself phrased its realism. There's about 500 guys in this town that can say the same thing. On the phone, you said you had some special qualifications? Mr. Weiss, I have never told anyone what I'm about to tell you. But I really want this job. Well, he didn't get the movie. He didn't get the opportunity at first. Yeah. Um, which no. disappoints him, obviously. But um, where do we go from here? Well, I think, yeah, I, what I like in that, he's telling the guy, he's like, you know, I, you know, says, what are you, gay? And then he's like, no. And then, and then he says that he uh, he fought with women's underwear underneath his uniform in World War II. And yeah. 
yeah so i was watching on youtube again i was watching a little bit about edward and actually i saw a little bit on youtube about uh someone was uh comparing um mm -hmm. how truthful the movie was compared to edward's real life and that was actual a fact yes he was uh did some paratrooping and he wore women's underwear underneath while he was paratrooping. So that was actually true. So that was no exaggeration. But from there, uh, so he doesn't get the opportunity to do this movie at first. Mm -hmm. Something happens that he's able to twist it and convince this person. So let's let's lead into that. After he this, eventually meets Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. Yeah. Ah, he's, got, yes. he's walking down the street and he goes by a mortician's office and Bella Lugosi is just laying <laughs> in a coffin, looks looking dead. And then next thing you know, he like he gets up and like, oh, he's he is alive. He's just testing out coffins because he he thinks he's gonna die soon and he wants to you know find the right coffin for himself. Mr. Lugosi, why are you buying a coffin? I'm planning on dying soon. No. Yes, I'm embarking on another bus and truck tour of Dracula, 12 cities in 10 days, if that's conceivable. Do you know that I saw you perform Dracula in Poughkeepsie in 1938? That was a terrible production. Renfield was a drunk. I thought it was great. You know, you're, you're much scarier in real life than you are in the movie. Thank you. I even waited outside to get your autograph, but you never came out. Well, I apologize. When I play Dracula, I put myself into a trance. It takes me much time to reemerge. Oh, there's my bus. Shit, there is my transfer. Say, don't you have a car? I refuse to drive in this country. Too many madmen. I've got a car. Who bitches about coffins? <laughs> like, who bitches about man. coffins? You are going to be dead. Who bitches about coffins? You'd be like, I don't even remember the line that he said. But he was just like, oh, how would you ever sell this to anybody? Like, there's, no. not a, there's just not <laughs> enough space. It's like, what? <laughs> like... Oh golly! It, you know, uh, I I will give it to to you guys on that. That uh, Martin Landau, he, he he did he did a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, I I would sure say the, a lot of the acting was was good in this. Obviously, the plot's questionable, but a lot of the acting really <laughs> was was good. And Martin Landau, when you first get introduced to him, it's like this guy is crazy as fuck. Bella, oh, yeah. I had no idea he was this nuts. I just yeah. knew he was Dracula. The family had a problem with this movie. They they said that he would never curse and he wasn't like that. They they had they had a big problem with his language in this movie. But uh -huh. in general, I I think uh, I he he worked really hard at this character. He really worked at the accent for a long time. You know, he didn't really look like Bella Lugosi. So Clive, uh, not Clive Barker, Rick Baker. Rick Baker mm -hmm. yeah. put prosthetic makeup ears there, on him. Did a lot oh. of like makeup on him for this role. To make him okay. look closer to Bella Lugosi, because Rick Baker at first didn't want to do it because he's like Martin Landau doesn't look like Bella Lugosi at all, which is kind of a nod to the end of the film when the chiropractor's playing uh, Bella Lugosi. He <laughs> doesn't really look, look like him at all. all. Um, well, whatever Rick Baker did didn't bring it much closer, I think, because yeah, he still didn't. Yeah, there's yeah. still Martin no, Landau. Okay. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Still but <laughs> but but his acting was was great. Whether or not Bela Lugosi was really like that, he he gave it such character, man. It was it was brilliant his performance in this. But he does. Uh, Edward does meet uh, Bela Lugosi uh, outside of this coffin shop. And uh, they form a bond. They get to know mm -hmm. each other. And Edward basically promises him, because at this point in uh, Bela Lugosi's career, he probably didn't have much of a career from what it seems. Yeah, I, I think mean, he said he hadn't worked in four years. Yeah, yeah. And and I'd, I had read previously about Bela Lugosi and, and uh, his final years. 
And it's pretty sad. I mean, he was a heavily, yeah, he was a heavy drug addict. Mm -hmm. um, he had been married and divorced umpteenth times, and he was living in poverty. Um, and there's that one scene later on in the movie when uh, Edward does take him to a rehab, and that scene was actually true. He when Ed, well, we'll get there. I'm jumping yeah. as usual. Yeah, but let, let's continue <laughs> with the plot. We will get to that scene. So they do form a friendship, and and Edward. Yeah basically promises him to that he'll get him film roles that mm -hmm. he'll help him out obviously edward had a, a deep admiration for bella lugosi but also at the same time he saw it as an opportunity to get yeah. his own filmmaker filmmaking career hopefully started well i think he goes back to the studio and says he has bella lugosi now yeah. and the guy the guy still is like bella lugosi that's a running joke in this film. every time yeah. he tells yeah. anybody that he that he's he still alive Lugosi, yeah mm -hmm. he's still alive it's the first thing he said <laughs> everyone just assumes he's dead uh but the guy's finally like i i don't care you you have three days to write the script and then what are five days or whatever to make the movie and and just just do it so yeah. uh yeah he goes off to write the script yeah so basically he gets the deal to do this film and he uh recruits his crew, the, the the his crew we were introduced in the, the beginning of the movie, um, who helped him do his uh so called theater production. Plus a few other new ones, I guess, uh, you know, so cinematographer a, a cameraman, blah blah blah. Yeah. And and I love how unenthusiastic these people were, oh, except yeah. for like the one or two guys, the older guys that were just Yeah, the like, crew the crew yeah. doesn't care at all. Yeah, they I think we care. did miss I think he does tell Sarah Jessica Parker before they start filming you know he mm -hmm. he he, he, he changes yeah yeah he yeah she reads the script and while she's reading the script he changes into women's clothing in the other room and waits for her to come out and uh, ah yes and he yeah. reveals to her that yeah. he is a crossdresser and mm -hmm. well she took it pretty well i guess considering okay. yeah yeah she, uh, she took it pretty bad actually <laughs> yeah she took it bad and then took a step back and it was just like uh okay like she took it to like this is our life story you are do, telling the whole entire world this yep. like you know she, she took it like that and, but he he just always found a way just to be like you know poodle this is just you know uh, i'm comfortable in this poodle and poodle this <laughs> but he found a way to kind of eventually just you know take her off the ledge but you know it was also a different time so i don't even understand he should have been able to like smack her around and be like, "Hey, why are you talking oh, back? Shit. I'm a man. Wow. <laughs> Go back in the kitchen. What are you doing? You're, you're looking for? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I want some cigarettes with my sandwich. Come on! What are we doing? <laughs> but yes, caring, uh, collaborative, horse faced Sarah Jessica Parker I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. does agree to make the movie. So yes, uh, wow. That's, yeah, so we did skip that. This, might, and this now... might be our last episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Matthew Broderick's gonna come kick uh, yeah. Dana's ass. Yeah, with a lawsuit oh. for defamation to go with it. But uh, we can. So we we basically are making the movie, even yes. though you know we Martin Lando, uh, not Martin Lando, Bella Lugosi. He 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 signed on board. You know they're 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 trying to make it. He's still trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I kind of loved it. They kind of turn him into like this weird kind of grandpa of just like, oh, just go over here, go over there. But that's pretty much what Johnny Depp's uh, character, Ed Wood's doing anyway. As they film the movie, everything is just one take. Everything is just, mm -hmm. if something yeah. happened, Doesn't it is matter. what it yeah. is. You know, Perfect. just keep going, keep yeah. going. Yeah. It's about the bigger picture. It's not about yeah. the small mundane thing. So uh, 
So, so yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're uh, in the process. I, I have to yeah, interrupt Dana because one of my favorite moments in this movie, and of course, Martin Lando, and when the one of the crew asked for his autograph. Yes. Mr. Gossi, I, I know you're very busy, but um, can I have your autograph? Certainly. You know which movie of yours I love, Mr. Lugosi? The Invisible Ray. You were great as Karloff's sidekick. Karloff? Sidekick? Fuck you! Karloff does not deserve to smell my shit! That limey cocksucker can rot in hell for all I care! What happened? How dare that asshole bring up Karloff? You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It's all on makeup and then grunting. Bella, I agree 100%. Now, Dracula, that's a role that requires talent. Of course. Dracula requires presence. It, it's all in the eyes and the voice and the hand. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, the guy said, said he was Karloff's sidekick, and it just, like, sets him off. And, he, yeah, it just makes him insane. <laughs> what do you think it takes to play Frankenstein? Dracula has to have presence. <laughs> Don't you not know what... To be Dracula? Like, so like, oh, apparently, apparently, in fact, checking that was that's so they say that that's one of the things that was actually untrue that he didn't have oh, that animosity towards Karloff. He was okay. kind of jealous at some point while his uh, career was in its downward spiral. Yeah, and yeah, he you know they had sort of a, a friendly rivalry, so to speak, right? But, but he but he was right. offered the role before for yeah. before yeah. Boris Karloff, and he did it go on to play Frankenstein yeah. at one point. But mm -hmm. yeah, you know you know how many Frankenstein movies were at that time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He 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 yeah. He actually even played Jekyll and Hyde. You know, in, in the film, the, oh. you know, he mentions that at one point he would love to play Jekyll and Hyde. He had played Jekyll and Hyde before the you know this movie was supposedly filmed. Um, they're in the middle of filming this movie. And we got an insight into Ed Wood's uh, style of filmmaking. With Ed Wood starring in the film, you know he's uh, he's playing director and actor in the film. He's yes. he he is Glenn and Glenda as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, but uh, please continue, Dana, if you will. I, I did torture for Dana, so Jesus. I'm, I'm it, it, very much Jesus. getting off on it. Seeing him uh, <laughs> having to go through this movie yet again. It's bad enough you have to watch it. Now you have to. Tell it to the audience. <laughs> so. I'm so good. I'm also bad at the chronological order. So I love that I get to be bad in, in chronological order in this one. Um, mm. But so we're filming. Um, and during this time is, did we actually finish the movie before we actually start going? No, 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 he doesn't. He goes to the, uh, to the head of uh, Warner Brothers, right? Or he goes to the head of. Uh, no, he, he, had the, he finished the movie because he brings it with him. He brings a, he brings yeah. the, the actual um, reels with him. Now they, they finished the movie and it's a, the guy at the studio is just flipping out. It's a total bomb. He lost a ton of money. He hangs up on Ed Wood. You know, he, because yeah. Yeah, Ed Wood is expecting it to open up on in Los Angeles on a certain date. And then he calls the guy. He's like, how come the movie's not out? He's like, I told you it's going to be in Alabama, whatever, whatever. And, you know, I, I lost my all of my money because of you. And he's he's upset at Edward. So, yeah, Edward does uh, go to I don't know what movie studio it is. One of the big ones. Yeah. But uh, please carry on. <laughs> you do this so well. Well, I loved how like like, you know, before that, when he was talking to like that studio head 
and because the studio had you know he thought it was a damn joke he thought it was like you yes. know hey this is you know this this isn't real you know this is you know whatever from another you know another studio mm-hmm. just pranking us again i mean it, it really shows that this was beyond its years very very centric very very crazy for its time mm-hmm. with uh with what edward was doing um but yeah he, he eventually does you know ask about the movie that guy threatens to kill him he's basically pontificating again to uh the old horse face about just oh, like somebody boy. hates my movie <laughs> but it's just like hey it's I, not I see us losing some you. subscribers for this yes. episode <laughs> <laughs> don't worry guys horse Bel- face ends Bel- up well belgium oh. is out if you have a horse face you can drink some cosmos oh, and you'll be successful wow. nonetheless uh, yeah, so don't yeah. worry about it guys <laughs> um but, but yes he's pontificating because he also uh you know he's on the he, he eventually gets on the phone with that studio head just like hey are we gonna do business together you know uh because he, he basically did a walk-in interview with that whole showing in the movie and the guy it, it basically ends just as bad but when he's pontificating with with uh sarah jessica parker's character basically she's the one who kind of says is like you know what you know maybe your stuff isn't necessarily met for uh for the studios maybe you're just meant to just you know go independent and, and yeah. get this you know and raise the money so wanted to make a new movie kind of start scouting characters isn't that where he sees tor johnson like he sees him wrestling just just well, out wrestling at, well, at well right before this i think he throws some kind of a shindig fundraiser he, yeah. yeah fundraiser yes oh and that's how he meets uh, uh vampire right? uh, who oh oh that that too actually Is that well, when he meets he vampire he Maybe. meets the psychic first, but yeah. he eventually meets Vampire because Vampire was having dinner. So Vampire was basically having dinner at another one of the backings. You and that, correct, that's sir. actually a, a bit ahead. Yes. Because yeah. Because yeah, we're, we're, they we're go at, to his first fundraiser and they get no yes. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. And the psychic basically showed him how to have basically presentation and showmanship mm-hmm. when yeah. he starts going to those backing of movies. So instead of just being like, you know, hey June, I'm looking for a movie. It's just like June, I have a movie for you. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is going to be the greatest things. Have you heard that this is going to be? You know, and his psychic buddy's also helping him out. He's kind of knows about him. He, you know, so he, he forms that kinship there as he's on his way trying to make his new movie. Um, but the first, the first movie when he tries to make it and he tries to get funding, everybody basically turns him down mm-hmm. by happen chance. This is happenstance. Now I sound like Eugene. No. By happenstance, <laughs> it's <contagious. laughs> I know. He, uh, this is where he meets that first young lady who's yes. at the bar who sounds like she has a lot of money. Yes. She's oh, basically boy. buying a drink with a $50 bill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she, she comes off as though she has all this money. Yeah. Um, so he basically convinces her to be in the movie. But this is kind of one of the many strains besides him being a cross-dresser and clearly an alcoholic in real life. Um, because in order for her to do a movie, she wants to do this principal role that he already promised to his girlfriend, uh, yes. Dolores Spoiler, mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker. So and it, that actually, probably my favorite scene was Sarah Jessica Parker chasing after Johnny Depp with like a frying pan and she, she oh, called him an asshole. Straight and, up. And with the yeah. Man, she knocks him out. With that frying <laughs> yes. pan. Basically yes. knocks yes. him out. 
And, you know, the next scene is him, like, you know, starting to film a movie. He has an ice pack on his head. (laughs) Wow, man. That was done so well. Um, Yeah, so he does, or he thinks. Well, yeah, he's in a rented studio and uh, they're shooting the movie and uh, you know, she he he thinks she's gonna give him sixty thousand dollars for the movie. The guy comes like, "Hey, you know, your check bounce, Ed. I need I need the money." So he goes up to her and tells her this, and she's like, "I gave you all my money. I gave you my three hundred and fifty dollars. That, that's all I have." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the no sixty thousand dollars from. So they get thrown out of the studio that they're making making the film at. How yeah. did these people stick with him through all this shit? Like, like, did yeah, they have anything better to do? It's it's insane to me. And and as the movie picks up. He picks up. He picks up more people who see. Yeah, him, trust people him. loved him. I think he just uh, sure had like a did. vision, but he they were they were a bunch of weirdos though. They, they also this weren't. Is very yeah. True. yeah, they weren't yeah. real. They were a ragtag uh, group of uh, of uh, people for sure. <laughs> Everybody uh, has an audience. I guess yeah. so. <laughs> so I guess what was the next investors? So I guess maybe even for the next investors, I think this is the part where you're talking about where. They do have another party as they're trying to find it, and they do find Vampira. So one of the investors are just like, oh, cool. Um, so who do you have in the movie? Bella Lugosi? He's alive? Um, then <laughs> yeah, kind of like, oh, joke. I see his uh, vampires back there. Vampire is also part of the movie. And he basically, mid-conversation, just goes to her is just trying to give her a hustle of just like, hey, uh, you know, want to be in the movie? And she's basically just treating him like some type of perverted creep. You yeah. know, just like get away, yeah. get away from me, you know, just trying to have dinner, whatever, uh, he, you know, goes down on his hands and knees and she still just completely rejects him in front of all of his backers, who potential backers who mm-hmm. just end up straight up leaving him. So, it, you know, it's kind of back to square one, um, but they eventually do find somebody. And isn't this where they find the dude who like is like a meat packer? He, yes. he basically just owns like a, like like a bunch of butcheries, like cowboy, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Like his, he has no idea what's going on. Like he's kind of being told what the script is, whatever. And the only thing I think he cared about was just like, yeah, man, just just make sure there's an explosion. Like, yeah. Just, you know, At I, the I end, just, I just want this. Yeah, I want a big explosion, and I want. Yeah. He basically wants his son to be in the movie, playing the lead yeah. in the movie. Yeah. If you if you give Edward money, he will put you in a film. You know, yeah. There's a lot. This <laughs> it's a reoccurring thing. There's people all over the place that get thrown into this movie, you know, somebody's son, somebody from church who, who they, they like, you know, some someone's going to get thrown into a movie with no experience. Yep. This meat mogul, I guess you could call him. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he does get backing for this movie and he does get his son in there. So it's full speed ahead again on this production. Yes. I think this is where they steal the octopus. So they break back in, <laughs> To get get this fake octopus out of the props department, they they take this and they bring it to some kind of like I don't know outdoor lake. I, I'm not even sure where they're at shooting this thing. Oh, but did we skip where he uh, watches the wrestling match where he meets Tor Johnson? Yeah, yeah. At some point, we kind of did in those George earlier. Animal Steel. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Okay. Eh. okay. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, this actor the actor who played Tor Johnson. Oh, yeah. Man, he looked did a good at job. Johnson. He, Do you, did I you guys agree. know him from wrestling? Uh, yeah, I remember him in wrestling. He was in WWF back in the day. Yeah, he's an old old school wrestler. I actually didn't even know he was a wrestler. Um, yeah. As I said, I knew him from comic books. Right. Uh, this guy Drew Friedman would draw him, but he this guy Drew Friedman was known for drawing like pretty much exact likenesses of people. 
And so it, it always he would draw toward Johnson, but with the with the no pupils. And there's that scene later on at the premiere where George Johnson has yeah. these, but yeah. he couldn't see where yeah. he was going. But anyway, again, no, he was a popular '70s and '80s wrestler, and yeah, he had that hairy back, and he was really, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was him. I mean, he looked exact same as he did when he wrestled. Wow, <laughs> that's a real man. Mm, <laughs> yeah, so. a lot, definitely a lot of hair, but. I, I I wasn't familiar with him. Uh, the the actor who played him. What was his name again? It was George jo George Animal. the Animal Steel. Yeah, uh, that was his wrestling name, George the Animal Steel. It is good to kind of bring him up, just because I, I did have to look up a bit of Thor Johnson. I, I, like you, I kind of recognize the face, and at the end of the movie, they clearly that's probably why I recognize the face because his face was used as a what is a mask as a costume, very, right? Basically, he's a mask, a very very popular selling mask, and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. That's like that. I, I guess I do know Tor Johnson more than I thought. Um, we're we're making our movie, right? Um, I kind of going through the ups and downs. Isn't like throughout the movie making, isn't aren't we just finding more and more about Bella Lugosi, um, kind of just being a drug addict? Like, yeah. Throughout this first movie, this is where this is happening. Um, and, and this movie itself was the original title, "The Bride of." the adam or bride of the monsters or was this a different movie yeah this is not plan nine i i don't know no no plan nine. Four, plan nine yeah yeah it ends with that but yeah this yeah. is like the bride of i think it's supposed to be like the bride of the adam. i think it started oh, out as bride of the adam and then they changed yeah. it to bride of something bride of the monster. something, something with adam adam was in it but I, yeah i i i don't remember that it was good so, yeah so we're at the scene. We, we, we're, we're getting back to the the stolen octopus, yeah. the so-called stolen mm -hmm. octopus prop. Yes, and they're doing that scene in the middle of the night in some pond or something. And since they don't have the motor for the octopus to make it look like it's moving, he t he tells Bella Lugosi that he has to like you know make oh. it look like he's struggling. Dana, you got to see the original. A uh, shot of that. You yes. just YouTube it and see it because it looks the exact same. It looks it's horrible. It was crazy. It's even funnier than what they depicted mm -hmm. in this movie, man. It was like they didn't even try, but it was so funny. Um, yeah, do yourself a favor. That'll give you a chuckle. That'll make it at least take some of the sting out of you uh for, for watching this movie. <laughs> I know. I need some. I need some shots. Yeah. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't believe. You. I don't believe you. <laughs> I believe you two fuckers ever again, so whatever. <laughs> All right, let's shoot this fucker. Great. Where do I go? You'll be fighting with the octopus. Out there? Yes. What happened to the stream? Well, this is going to look a lot better. We have to match it to the stock footage of the octopus underwater. Oh, for Christ's sake. Damn, it's cold. It'll warm up once you're in it. Fuck you. You come out here. Hey, throw me that whiskey. How do you turn this on? Well, somebody misplaced the octopus motor. So when you get in there and fight with him, shake his legs around. It looks like he's killing you. Okay. You know I turned down Frankenstein. What? After I did Dracula, the studio offered me Frankenstein, and I turned it down. 
That wasn't sexy enough. Too degrading for a big star like me. Bella, I have 25 scenes to shoot tonight. Oh, sorry, don't let me slow you down. Okay. All right? All right, let's put it on film. Camera? We're rolling. Sound? Ed, we don't have sound. Oh. And action! Ah! Ah! Uh, I think it's about the time that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker leaves. She's finally had enough. She can't take him Once anymore. Once they wrap the movie. Yes. Yes, yes yeah, they're she, having a, she's they're out having, of there. They're having, they wrap up the movie and they're having a wrap party, but they're having it at this, uh, the guy who financed it, the, 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 the meat murderer. Yeah. They're having it yeah. at his place and, you know, they have like racks of like lamb and beef and everywhere, but they're having a party there. And uh, they have a Ed Wood comes out and does this little dance in his cross-dressed best. Um, and yeah, that's when Sarah Jessica pa Parker has decided she's had enough. And she just tells him off and says, I can't do this. I was just waiting for the movie to be finished. And then I'm out because you mofos are just crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and she was right. <laughs> she was absolutely right. I think and Bella goes to re rehab after this. Yes, yes. Well, they, I, I think I think before he rehabs, this is where they have like their straight up weird like, hey, how about we just die? How about we just kill each other? Because he like brings out the gun, he oh, yeah. checks him out. He basically uh, is like, oh, oh, you broke up with your girl. Now's a good time to die. I want to kill myself anyway. So I think before it happens, you have that, and then he talks him off of just yeah. like, hey, give me the gun, and then we end up in rehab. But yeah, I think you like... paid closer attention to this movie than I did. I think I was probably looking at my phone in the scene because yeah, I, that, I'm like, oh yeah, that scene does sound familiar to me. I think I was a little, you know, I was on Twitter or something at the same time. So yeah, sorry, <laughs> I was answering our, our our fans' mail is what I was doing. Sure That's what happened. Sure oh, they they don't really like this movie. You know this guy. This is where I know I went wrong. I, I gotta stop listening to to you guys, man. I really, <laughs> I, I really was just like, there's gonna be something redeeming in here. The, the, I, I was looking hard for it. No, no, let's continue. So they have, well, they um, have the, is, do we uh, come upon the release for this movie at the theater? I and think that's after. That's after I think, rehab, yeah, I, I think, Okay. I think it is after. But he does meet, this is where he meets uh, Patricia Arquette's character. Yes. The uh, new yes. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. so, because she's yeah, actually with him at that premiere. Yeah, they all, Bella's the, there, Vamp Vampira is there, Vampira, whatever her name is, and yeah. um, someone else is there, uh, Bill Murray, yeah. Yeah, another yeah. fact check thing as far as uh how he met um the character as portrayed by Patricia Arquette. Um they didn't actually meet there, they actually met at a bar. Uh um, well, yeah, he's so, probably drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Alcoholics, absolutely, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. But he no. does meet this woman. Yeah. <laughs> but it does <laughs> well, well yeah, we get into the uh the movie premiere, which is basically turns into basically like a riot. Like yeah, it's crazy from the moment they walk in, there's popcorn flying. There's somebody runs up and, and palms a vampire's breasts, which was hilarious. Yeah. And she just shrugs them off and knocks them over. Um, and they basically get chased out of the theater, yeah. I think. And uh, <laughs> Patricia get throws herself at the front of a cab to make it stop so they could get in and escape. And, mm -hmm. they, and they fight, do. Or flight, baby, fight or flight. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
So uh, after this uh, so-called release of the movie, where do we go from here? Well, I think you have the scene where Ed Wood like shoots um, Bella Lugosi outside of his house where he's smelling the roses and he's mm. doing a little monologue. And um, then Bella Lugosi dies. Basically, he finds out, you know, he gets a call in the middle of the night that Bella, Bella's dead. And so he, uh, yeah, now, now they're going <laughs> to try to shoot the movie, playing nine from out of space. But with uh, they got to replace Bella. Yeah, they they by now they've got backers. Their backers are a bunch of Christian. Uh, he meets yeah. a guy that I've got. Oh no, it's his landlord. I'm sorry, it's his, his landlord. Yeah, his yeah. landlord, landlord comes to collect the rent. Comes to get yeah. rent yeah. and tells him, and uh, happens to tell him that he you know he would like to get into the movie business, but they don't have the money to do the eleven films. They have enough to do one, but not eleven. And then he he pitches him on the movie and says that, yeah, this one movie will make enough m- money so you can make your 12 or 11 apostles movie. So uh, why yeah, they would believe him. him. I don't know. Everyone You're, believes him. He's a, he's it, a, he's a good salesman. Can't you put, just put it together. If you have to come and collect your rent, this guy's three months overdue or yeah, giving him yeah. three checks that bounced. It's like his third. Yeah. So that was the best part about it. I was why like, would you? Huh? <laughs> it was such a crazy moment. I'm like, but I man, Edward must have been one char- uh charming motherfucker, man. Because man, so apostles, baby, he yeah. could he could always improvise. Edward, no matter what, whenever whatever he did to him, he would he would find a way to fix it. I mean, he would do a horrible job, and it would look terrible, but <laughs> he would he would have a solution. Yeah, yeah. So they get the backing to do this movie to do his uh and at first it's not called Plan Nine from Outer Space it's um, um like, something like grave, uh, grave robber, diggers I think gra- grave yeah. robbers yeah you're right grave, grave diggers from outer space something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. and I, they even you know um well during the filming of this movie you know they're there these these the guys who are financing it yeah and, I think it's a priest and then and somebody else from the church yeah and they're just driving edward crazy they want to make changes they they added their own leading man i think mm-hmm. the choir director yes yeah <laughs> he's the young hero <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and there's a scene where he's just had enough and uh he just goes into this room and puts on his uh his sweater and cross-dressing gear and comes back out and tries to proceed to direct this film, and and the, they're like, "What? Like, what shit are you more. doing?" Yeah, and he's just had his fill, so he just storms out, dressing green, and goes to a, I guess, the local bar or wherever yeah. that may be. I don't know if this is true or not. This this it seems too convenient. I'm inclined to think that this was Tim Burton doing his fantasy part of this movie, yeah. right? Um, okay. Where he meets uh, one of his idols, Orson Welles. Yeah, I think so too. I, yeah. I think this is a fantasy. And it's Orson Welles, as we mentioned before, as played by Vincent D'Onofrio. And uh, with his with his sub with his dubbed voice. It is kind of a very cool scene. Yeah. I, I love I, I think this scene more than any other scene in the movie encapsulate what Ed Wood was all about. Excuse me, sir. Yes. Um, well, I'm a young filmmaker and a real big fan. I I just wanted to meet you. My pleasure. I'm Orson Welles. I'm uh, Edward D. Wood Jr. What you working on? Well, the financing just fell through for the third time on Don Quixote. Do you know I can't believe it? That sounds just exactly like my problems. It's the damn money men. 
They never know who's a windbag and who's got the goods. And then they all think they're directors. Ain't that the truth? Do you know that I've even had producers recut my movies? I hate when that happens. And they're always trying to cast their buddies. It doesn't even matter if they're right for the part. Tell me about it. I'm supposed to do a thriller at Universal. But they want Charlton Heston to play a Mexican. Ah, Mr. Wells. Is it all worth it? It is when it works. You know, the one film of mine where I had total control, Kane. The studio hated it, but they didn't get to touch a frame. Ed. Yes? Visions are worth fighting for. Why spend your life making someone else's dreams? Not long after this, um, there, he's out to lunch or dinner with uh, with Patricia Arquette, and her chiropractor shows up and fixes her neck. And he <laughs> looks at him, and he it gets the idea like this guy could play Bella Lugosi. I need someone to, mm-hmm. to take Bella's place. This guy will do it. And the guy looks nothing like he looks <laughs> no, you know, no, twenty years younger than than uh, Martin Landau, yeah. and skinny and bald, and yeah, not not <laughs> nothing. Nothing looks like Bella Lugosi. Yeah, so this is the best part. They just have him like covering his face the whole entire yes, time. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when you cover half your face, yeah, I, I see it. I see it now. Well, as, <laughs> yeah, as a too. as a result of him meeting one of his idols, um, Orson Welles, who gives him the inspiration yes. to just uh go forth with his unique vision and, and go forth with finishing this movie, and that's what he does. He he uh goes full tilt, um, despite whatever objections. The Baptist church goers have. Oh, they even got baptized to help uh, make it uh, uh, yes. to, make, to make good yeah. with the church. And the, a bunch of adults getting baptized in a pool. Yes, which is one of the funnier scenes in the movie where they all mm-hmm. get baptized. And in particular, again, Bill Murray, when they said, Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord? And say, He's like, Sure. <laughs> Just the way he says it. Well, because his bit movie. was pretty good. I mean, like, mm-hmm. his whole thing was like, you know, I've been inspired. I'm going to get a sex change. Like, you know, the whole entire movie, like, you know, poor Johnson's asking him like, Hey man, heard that it's rough for you, buddy. You're trying to get a sex change. He gives this crazy story about being in Mexico and how rough mm-hmm. it was. So it's like oh, the yes. whole entire times. So it's funny that like this big, you know, idea of this giant center and a lot of, you know, churches is like, Oh yeah, I'll get baptized for you. Why not? Sure. Like whatever. <laughs> like, so I, I did. Uh, I did like his character. How he kind of just like, yeah, whatever. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and well, in that yeah. scene, you know, Bill, after Bill Murray gets baptized and they're in the pool, and he even mentions to him like, only you could get this done. Yeah. Only you could mm-hmm. convince a group of people to get baptized just to finish your film. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're we're pretty much there. I mean, the, the yeah. movie finishes up. He he basically lets uh, the church people know, like, hey. Uh, I'm gonna make my movie. You guys can eat it, and you guys can figure it out. I'm gonna make you a lot of money, and uh, you know, goes forward. It basically ends with him uh seeing the movie in full play. It happens to be raining. Him and Patricia Arquette goes to premiere, get rained on. Um, he, he uh kind of accepts uh this nice introduction they do for him at the movie, and 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 kind of just ends kind of happily ever after. He he basically leaves the film, and it's implied that he gets married and. In Vegas, and there we go. That's Ed Wood. He 
get yeah. some of the what ends up happening to these people afterwards mm-hmm. yeah you know he, he says this is you know that was his best movie ever but then it shows kind of at the end it's like he's basically known as the worst director ever which mm-hmm. is pretty good yeah. um, you know and eventually um, i mean unfortunately i mean it, it's a decline from there i think i guess you know due to his alcoholism and his lack of uh Alan. <laughs> yeah um, he gets into like doing these really porn baby low budget yeah, yeah. basically they called them booby horror movies is what yeah. i think it was described as yeah. Yeah. yeah until he met he meets his demise at the young age of 54 mm-hmm. unfortunately um curiously enough sarah jessica parker's character she ends up becoming a songwriter or something and she yeah. Wrote yeah. hits like one for Elvis, I think. And, yeah, and yeah. So I saw that, that as well. Was, that was an unexpected yeah. surprise. Vampira I mean, never... gets into yeah handcrafted jewelry and ends up suing yeah. Elvira for stealing Which her. Makes sense, yeah. yeah Elvira did yeah. steal her thing. She did basically outright big yeah. tits and goth yeah. horror yeah. makeup. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's Ed Wood in a nutshell, man. Woo. I mean. Uh, Dana, we've we, reached the part we, where we made um, it. Yeah, we made it, Ed, and we try to make it as short and sweet and pos- as possible. Uh huh. Um, because I know there's torture for you, but of course you have to start off the how good was it? If you you guys are ready to go into it, unless yeah, you're, uh, yeah. I mean, we you know we still you guys should start thinking now. We still need to. We we're finishing Tim Burton month, so we need to rate these movies. I knew you'd bring uh, that and, up. And, and, so yeah, we, yeah. We, need to, we need to go from our our best to worst uh, at the at the end of this, or worst to best. One, okay. One okay. Do you want right. to do Which that first? Is, or um, we go no, no, no. We we we, we got to review this one first. We got to okay. we got to do this for, now, for sure. Good. I mean, and and I almost could tie in my thought of Tim Burton when I think of this movie <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so so uh, as our our lead off batter, I, I I um what the fuck, guys um. I think you describe the movie lovingly. I think you kind of like this movie. I, I, I got the same impression. I don't think you realize it, but I think you like this movie. So you know what? I, I was trying to think of analogies, and I it is so Eminem gets a bad rap in certain communities. Why does Eminem get a bad rap in certain communities? Everybody's like Eminem is the best rapper, and for the most part of the art of rapping. Eminem is fucking fire and nobody could really touch him. Mm. But he gets criticized for his subject matter and topics that he raps about. So basically, everybody recognizes the talent of Eminem, but the questionable part of it of just like, hey, you as an artist, it's the subject matter. That is motherfucking Tim Burton and Ed Wood for me. Like that oh, is both of, that, wow, you you're comparing both them the, together. I, I am I'm sewing wow. these motherfuckers and together. I, I understand actually understand where he's going with this, but please continue. Yeah, you know, because that's that's precisely it. When I this movie, I, I I see the entertainment value, um, even though it was so fucking weird, and I I think just the way how it was shot. I was just like, I'm impressed for what I know this is to be like the art of cinema. Like, I, I think 
when you guys say that you guys like this movie, which I still think you guys are drunk and high, uh, which is possible. <laughs> but that's besides the point. What does drunk and high <laughs> Exactly, which is possible. I need to stop making fun of those communities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, it's because of some of the things that I think anybody, even a novice like me, could be like, you know what? This movie was shot very well. These oh, yeah. actors acted very, very well. I mean... I really thought about just all the characters of just, like you said, Bill Murray. I, I loved his little running trope to me of just like, I'm going to cut my dick off. I'm going to cut my dick off. And then he just never cuts <laughs> his dick off. Like, you know, like I, I kind of loved how he was just, it was just like an afterthought kind of thought uh, when it came to him and his script. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Depp, you know, there's crazy dentures and the the way how he he spoke. I mean, I knew this was a different character. Um, you know, his his cadence, his voice cadence, like I think it's one of those things where I was picking up of like, this is this is actually talent. Like this is mm-hmm. talent. This fucking movie is just fucking terrible. I, I think he likes this the movie. Subject, I, I, the subject I, I, I is so bad. <laughs> this is so bad. It's like, you know, it wasn't even about cross-dressing or transvestites. It, 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 like, it hurts your whole Christian, thing together. Your fund, Christian fundamentals. I get it. I get Absolutely. It. <laughs> as, as a Baptist, and, and as a Cosmo-drinking, horse-faced person like Sarah Jessica Parker, oh, I, no. I, just can't, I just don't understand what all these weirdos were doing. I mean, I, I, I think uh, this is a niche film for people, and I could see... Just like how I was saying a lot through this month, Tim Tim Burton is such an eccentric. This is for the eccentric. Like a lot of his work is, you know, it could be for wider audiences, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is, you know, it's 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 the Tim Burton tingle. He he, he could be weird, and and that's really what this movie ended up being for me. Um, how good was it? Oh, well, do I don't we ever really want to see that fucking shit again. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so what's the, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you guys know I always do a play on what you guys rate stuff, but uh-huh. I think we know that my lowest rating, and I'll stick with it. This is an epic fucking failure. Wow. I cannot watch. I can't not watch this movie. I'm wounded. I can't. Well, we we I, should I have cannot. a new rating system because all right. So we have the bad dad rating system. We base it off over the top. Now, Dana, is this worse than planes, trains, and automobiles for you? Or is that what, oh what, what other movies oh, does boy. Dana I'm hate? afraid to oh, hear the wow. answer, man. There's a oh, few of them. He hated Gremlins, too. Uh, oh, what what, oh, what is this on your scale of all time bad movies? What say you, Dana? Oh, my gosh. Plane, trains are. I... Which which I'm not gonna watch either one of them again. Which, which one would I be? Classic. Oh, you're gonna ruin. <laughs> but which one would I be more inclined to watch? I I'd rather watch John Candy, man. I I, I can't watch wow. this again. Like, wow! 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 I can't watch Holy this again. Moly, I, I just can't. Man. Like this is this is uh, this was gross. <laughs> so this okay. is a, this, this is the bottom. This, this is this is the over the top for you. I got it. Yeah. Okay. This 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 is on Dana's rating <laughs> scale. This is it. All right. Okay. All right, uh, you're gonna see what see what you got. Follow up better. Clean it up. <laughs> oh man. Well, to start with Dana, you're fucking fired. Uh, um okay so we'll just edit out his review <laughs> Dana couldn't join us this week it was only June and I. I I I don't know how or why I actually agree with Dana on a lot of things I understand why he didn't like this movie but I happen to fucking love this movie I'll tell you why <laughs> I do I absolutely love this movie I remember watching it uh when it came out 
and I loved it then. And I dare say that I love it even more upon rewatching. It's one of the few times that I'll watch a movie for the second or third time. And I'm like, wow, it's even better than the first time I saw it. But I, I can explain why. Not that it'll justify it to Dana in any shape, way, or form. Basically, but... Jane, uh, what, what you're telling Dana is you need to watch it again. Dana, watch yes. it at least two or three more yes. times. And then, then I'm then legit looking review. for June to like pull up in like an Angora sweater and throw in a wig. That's exactly like, I, I'm literally, yeah, that's what oh, I'm I'm I should have wore a sweater. I I'm a go to Florida. I'm going to show up at your door with an Angora sweater and a nice mini skirt leather wow. with some pumps and a big fat blunt. Oh, and wow. we're going to rewatch this movie. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So, you know, I, I think this was the perfect capper to our Tim Burton month. Because more than any other movie in his film filmography, this one, to me, personifies Tim Burton the most. Um, this was an obvious homage to someone, to a style of filmmaking that Tim Burton holds in high regard, right? Tim Burton is, we, we've all confirmed, we can all agree, Tim Burton is a very eccentric fucking weirdo. He's bonkers. Yeah. He's straight up bonkers. You know, I, I imagine uh, Tim Burton pitching this to the studio and being like, I want to make a movie about Ed Wood. And they're like, Ed who? Like, 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 why? Like, why would you? But I get why. I can see the direct line from Ed Wood to Tim Burton. While <laughs> the difference being that Tim Burton pays attention to things such as craft. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> more craft in his work. He holds it in regard. I think that comes from uh, Tim Burton's beginnings as an animator. A big part of animation is being able to tell a story. You can't do animation without storyboarding. You, you, all the Ds, everything has to be there in order to you to make an animated film. Uh, more so than any other type of films. That being said, I can see where Tim, Bur Tim Burton was highly influenced by this style of filmmaking, as horrible as it was, because it represents a freedom that is rarely seen in Hollywood. The bigger a filmmaker gets, the in many ways, it could be harder to go outside their given genre the box that they formed right like a it's like christopher nolan doing a comedy people are going to be like huh why would christopher nolan do a comedy he's known for these amazing dramatic themed films and tim burton is like that you know he's known for incredible set designs visual spectacles uh, a very unique and distinct voice in hollywood but this was i think he took it as his opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to pay homage to somebody who is unsung, who may or may not deserve to have a movie made about them. That's obviously subjective. But it was something that was near and dear to Tim Burton. This was a love letter that Tim Burton sent out to Ed Wood and that all these kind of B-movie makers that uh, did so much stupid kind of off-kilter movies that made no sense that that were not well done that had little craft to them but they dare to do something different they they dare to be eccentric and not worry about the finer details so to speak right and not obviously not take itself too seriously so in that regard that's why i enjoyed this film so much because I can tell that Tim, this more than any other movie in Tim Burton's career, he really wanted to do this movie. I don't think anyone around him, the studio, 
There's no one. I'm sure people tried it to even probably talk them out of doing this movie. Like, why would you want to do this movie? This was 1994. Mm. And at this point, he was running on all cylinders, man. You know, he was like unstoppable. He could have done anything, but he chose to do this. Ed Wood, of all things. This is one of my favorite performances from Johnny Depp. I remember this being one of those movies that I watched and Johnny Depp went, went from being a pretty boy face on the cover of Tiger Beat magazine and being this teenage heartthrob. And I started seeing him as the talented actor that he is. I was like, holy shit. I had never seen him in a role like this. By then he had done things like Cry Baby, I think. Edward Scissorhands as well. Edward Scissorhands. But, but he's in heavy makeup. It's, you know, it's yeah. this is more acting. He he really acted the shit out of this role. You know, it didn't even sound like him. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, if, if, if it wasn't for the face, I would have been like, that's not Johnny Depp. He changed his whole rhythm, his whole way of uh, moving, moving and speaking. And it's like, wow. He it, it seemed to me, at least, that he really gave his all to this role and he cared about it. And I think um, that's why Tim Burton keeps, you know, why they collaborate so much. They both have that eccentric side. Tim Burton probably more so. But Johnny Depp, to me, at this point was like, oh, shit, he is actually a gifted actor. And he cares about the roles. When he's when he picks a movie role, he does give it his all. He gave his all to this, to this role. Martin Landau, what can I say? I mean, holy shit, man. Whether or not Bela Lugosi was really like that, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. I hope he was like this. This was such a brilliant role. And uh, holy shit, he just killed it. He was the highlight of this movie. Every time he spoke, it was like gold. You know, it was like script gold, man. And even everyone else. Again, Sarah Jessica Parker. I never thought much of her. I've seen her in these. I forgot she was in this movie, but she was great in this movie. She was fine. Bill Murray, come on. I mean, what can you say about Bill Murray? He's Bill Murray. He's that snarky ass humor that I don't give a shit attitude. Perfect for this role. He had a very few lines, but each line that he did give out that he was given, he just gave it to style, you know, that that typical Bill Murray style. Um, How good was it? Yeah, I'm going to go there. This is a damn good for me. I love this film. I really do. Ooh. I care nothing about Ed Wood. I really don't. I love this film, though, because I think Tim Burton really put his all. He wanted to send a love letter to a style of filmmaking that is always ignored. You know, we, t we take for granted these bullshit B-movies, but there are a lot of B-movies from my childhood that I remember fondly, and they're horrible. They're <laughs> horrible movies, but there are things about them that you're like, holy shit, that was so much fun to watch. It's it's like a train wreck, you know. It's you have to watch. You're driving by a a a, a wreck on the highway, and you 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 have to slow down and watch it and get as much of it in while you can. This movie is very much like that to me. How good was it? Fuck it, I'm gonna say it. I'm sorry, Dana. It's a damn good for me. Go, Scott. <laughs> so, ah, wow. I guess I'm gonna have to be the the difference maker between the two of you, huh? Uh, to see uh, how good was it? Oh, you don't okay. have to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know um, what side you want to be on. 
No, so this movie, uh, you know, I did have a hard time remembering this movie, like coming back on it. When we in the first half of this episode, like I, I remembered a lot of scenes, and I remember the acting was very good. I remembered, you know, Martin Landau really well, and I remembered uh, Johnny Depp's performance, and I remembered Bill Murray's performance, but I didn't really remember a lot of the beats of the of the film, which I found interesting because normally I even when we start talking about it, I start remembering everything, and. And watching, I watched it yesterday. Today, I forgot this movie. I forgot all everything from this movie. I had to stare at my notes again, and it was just <laughs> like I, I don't, I, I mean, same thing. I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the craft. Am I going to have to fire you too, Scott? <laughs> the performances <laughs> were excellent, but I, in general, I find the movie almost a little forget forgettable, and it's uh it's a shame because I think it's a very well crafted movie and and like I said, great performances, but it didn't hold up for me as well as I expected it to. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it's a good movie? Yeah, it's absolutely a good movie. It's just it wasn't as good as I remembered, and uh, you know, it's I I think I had some Tim Burton month fatigue. Also, we we watched a lot of Tim yeah. Burton, and I think to me, Tim Burton. <laughs> He's not, you shouldn't do him in, in big doses. He's like, yeah, once a year you watch a Tim Burton movie because it's, it's a lot Never of the same Tim cor- yeah, quirky stuff that, that just kind of, I think, I think I, I had some uh, Burton fatigue at the end of this month. So uh, how good was it? I, I still think it's a good movie. I You don't have to see it. You know, the performances are great. You should see it for Bill Murray alone. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think I appreciate it more from seeing the original films and uh, seeing how bad they are and how well they recreated more than I appreciate the actual script. So, yeah, how good was it? It, it, it was all right. I think I'm in the middle between you guys, you know. I yeah. think I, I don't hate it like Dana, and I, I'm not in, in love with it as June is. But, yeah, I think I'm right down the middle. Wow. I think the part that I'm, I'm really having a hard time digesting with you two is like you guys are like, yeah, what's the original? Scott, not even with the film, with us. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I am disgusted with you too. But you, you don't guys like keep stuff making... like that. Well, no, you guys keep making the same argument for this film. Hey, watch the old shitty films, yes. and then the recreation of the shitty film, you will like it more. You appreciate I it more. Feel like it's exactly <laughs> how you feel. Like it's like, hey guys, it's like murder somebody. But then murder them through a lens, and the murder is better. It's just like no, that's a good idea. I I, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know. The, the oh, one I thing know. I guess we all agreed upon with this movie is the cinematography. The cinematography <laughs> was outstanding. I mean, I yeah. love. I admire how. Okay, it, it's a it's sort of a biopic. Tim Burton made the the visual choice of not so much making it look, not only making it look as if it, as if it was set in its time in the fifties or whatever it may be, but filming it in that way, you know, the, the transition, yeah. the slow dissolving from one scene to another, he made it feel like the films yeah. of that time. And, and Absolutely. I think that's one thing we kind of, that's the one point, I guess we, we we definitely agreed upon. Dana, do you do you want do you visually. want to change your score? Do you want do you want to do you want to? No, uh, no. After no. you heard that, do you want do you want to give it a a, a good? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I'll only concede that point. I cannot concede the grade. 
right. I, I guess it's time to rate these movies for the yes, month. I, yes. I wonder what uh, Dana's worst film is going to be. But, this uh, will be very so interesting. We, we did five movies, so we're going to have to go from, let's go from worst to best. Do you guys, uh, do you need a refresh? I know if Joe was here, I'd have to remind him what movies we saw this month. Well, we did Tim Burton movies. Yeah, <laughs> Tim yeah. Burton. Who's Tim Burton? Okay, so who wants to go first? Wow. Okay. I, I mean, the the rules are that I go first. Uh, it I know. Why do I even beauty. ask? You know, we're gonna yeah. drag um, you into it. Shit. I, I, I mean, you want to go from worst to best? The hardest thing I have is which one's the worst. Ay ay ay. I, I mean, I would hope you know, we all have the worst movie. I think I would hope well, we all, that, that's we all have the, so, the same ones. I, I think it's so, going to be so, unanimously the, unanimous, the, the worst, I would think. But then I'm again, writing it okay, down just to make sure. Okay, so, go, So, David, literally, go. you guys are just like, Planet of the Apes is atomic nuclear failure, and Ed Wood is just, I forgot, you, you just said it was damn good, June, and Scott's like, ah, you know, it. It may, it may be happy, but not in all the right places. So I forgot. Uh, uh, for me, I think it's tough between Ed Wood and Planet of the Apes. Wow. Um, wow. Listen, we can make it easier. If you need to put them in the same category, you can do that. It's a bit of a cop out, but I mean, they were both trash to me. Wow. If you knew they were equally as bad, that's fair, man. Oh, well, I, I guess they're they're bad in different ways. And Either so, way, you're still I fine. guess. This is <laughs> exactly. Before I come groveling back for the next episodes, um, I would say, okay, I will go ahead and say that Planet of the Apes is worse. The only reason it's worse is because the imagination wasn't there. So I guess mm-hmm. I had an expectation of what Tim Burton is after our month and kind of dissecting him a little bit. So I will give a slight edge of worse Planet of the Apes of that shit bomb epic failure. Right above it, <laughs> <laughs> our good friend Edwood. Okay. Ed, Edwood is, is, is not here to stay. Fair enough. Um, number three for me, Edward Scissor Hands. Um, Edward Scissor Hands wow. is just. You didn't like that as well, a, right? I think you gave yeah, it a Yeah, it, it, it was. I think in that episode, I, I came up with Eminem in that one. I think in that episode, I came up with like a Sushi Master. Same thing. Imagery was there. <laughs> everything was there. But I, I totally forgot. I was like, yeah, I can appreciate mm. the craft, but it doesn't mean I like fish. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> which leaves us with, I think, definitely the two better movies. Mars Attack, just a fucking funny movie. Like I... I, I you know, it, it it is good, but I think the other one, just because of what the subject and topic was, Batman Returns. I I, I don't think you need to twist my arm to go watch it again. I got to actually watch it to get the taste out of my mouth from this last movie. So I uh, without a doubt. So wow. so that is my ranking. Wow. Batman Returns definitely the best. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, I I'll go next June because I have actually the exact same order as Dana. Wow. So, oh, okay. Now that's oh, a surprise. Wow. Planet wow, of the okay. Apes is the best. You said the best, right? No, no, no. Planet <laughs> of the Apes is, is the worst. Yeah, unimaginative, just just a total sellout. It was it was horrible. Ed Wood, I, I have my my next worst. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad movie. I know you rated these uh, your top your your three as all bad movies, but uh, no, I, I still like the movie. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it. It's, I think it's a very inspired film. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't my favorite. Uh, Edward Scissorhands next. 
to me a classic. I, I still love the movie. I, I think it's a great performance. I think it's fun. It's got every it, it is Tim Burton to me. Then Mars Attacks, which was my pick this month, and uh, I still love it. I still watch it again. But man, I love Batman Returns. I I I I think it is the best Batman film, and I I really enjoyed watching it, and it definitely I will watch it again. So yeah, same same as Dana. Wow, I'm I'm a little surprised at your uh, your ranking, Scott. But um, okay, yeah, it goes without saying. I mean, really, Planet of the Apes. It's gonna be at the bottom of the pile. Um, it was his most uninspired film. It failed on all accounts, visually, story-wise, script-wise, acting-wise, with the exception of Tim Roth. It just sucked ass. Next to that, I guess I would have to say... See, now I forgot all the other movies. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you have Edward <laughs> um, Scissorhands, yeah. you got Ed Wood, you yeah. got, uh, you got uh, Mars Attacks. I'm going to say probably next on my list would probably be Edward Scissorhands. Well, mm. I enjoyed it. You know, the it's still like a goth girl, a teenage goth girl's dream to me. Mm. You know, it, it's why I didn't see it in the theater to begin with. And it still has the same effect. It was well done. Uh, visually, it was well done. You know, Johnny Depp was great. But, you know, it was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle there, what else do we have left? You got Batman. Oh. You got the... the oh, okay. Yes, Ed, yes, yes. Yeah, Edward so and Mars. I'm going to put... Ed Wood at number three. To me, it sits somewhere in the middle. Um, to me, it's, it's not my favorite Tim Burton film, but it definitely up there. I just enjoyed the way he told the story of this crazy ass filmmaker who made no kind of sense. Still doesn't make sense after this movie. But I do admire how much he admired the Ed Wood and how he managed to make a film that made, I don't know what Edward was like in real life, um, but he made this character very endearing and you rooted for him. You wanted to see him get his shit done, his films made, despite how incredibly bad they really were. So that's my number three. Number two for me is Batman Returns. Um, I love this movie. I agree with Scott. To me, it is now officially to me, hands down, the best Batman film ever made really mm -hmm. I, I mean and i'm I'm talking about i love the christopher nolan trilogy i'm not a big fan of the bat affleck you know but i don't think that's ben affleck's fault i think it was mm -hmm. bad script writing and bad storytelling i think he would have it, it would have been interesting to see what ben affleck would have done with that role given his conditions but to me, it's a number two. It's it's a great film. I forgot how great Batman Returns is. So that was that was probably the highlight of this month. But I had the most fun with Mars Attacks. I, I can't fun movie. To me, that is act, if, act, if, act, if act. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone asks me what's my favorite timber, Mars Attacks. It's to me, it personifies the craziness of Tim Burton. It made no rhyme or reason to it. It, it's fucking crazy. It's bonkers. It's simple. And it, I just had so much fun watching this movie again. So that's my number one. Yeah. Well, we all weren't that far off from each other. It's similar. Yeah. I mean, we, we all hated Planet of the Apes. And after that, we, we weren't that far off. Now, lesson learned. This is the first time we did a uh, director's theme month. Yeah. And yes, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely... Uh, it makes me wonder if I still like um, 
Beetlejuice and uh, Sleepy oh, Hollow okay. too. Those are those are the two that we didn't do. That man, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I need, I need a, a few months off from Tim Burton for sure. Now we did. Oh. I'll let the secret out. You know, there is a Beetlejuice Beetlejuice two, a sequel that is in yeah. the works, and I think will be out this year. I believe. Yeah. And so we, the, there's a reason why we didn't include Beetlejuice in this month. You would, it seemed like an obvious choice, but we are saving it for when the sequel comes out. So it'll be interesting to revisit anything Tim Burton. Then I think we're, I think we can all agree we've had our fill of Tim Burton for yes. a while. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we essentially saw six movies in a row because we did do uh, Nightmare Before Christmas at the end of December that is too. True. So that yeah, didn't we we either. Yeah, we've we've know. we've had a lot of Tim. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, I had a lot of fun watching these films. There were some of these films I hadn't watched in so long. And there were some surprises too. And some lows. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, I don't think we'll ever have a ranking as low as Planet of the Apes. Um, that redefined how bad a movie could be, I think. Well, Again, know, over over the top will would give it a run for us. Well, now. yeah, uh, I guess. But uh, yeah, again, maybe maybe Edward, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is the third time, but I'm going to do it while we have the chat. <laughs> Tim Burton, you're welcome to come and mm. be a guest on our podcast. I would love to hear you defend uh, Planet of the Apes and Tadena, Edward now. Um, <laughs> but I was really jazzed about doing this month. It was a lot of fun. Emotional highs and lows. We're going to think twice before we do another <laughs> uh, Michael Bay, actually, here we come! Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> Any final thoughts on Tim Burton, his filmography, or this film at all from you guys? No, no more Tim Burton talk. I I'm done. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely tapped out on Tim Burton. We doesn't mean we love, we don't lo love your filmmaking, sir. But this concludes our Tim Burton month. Um, going forward, we are going to go back to the random selections where uh, one of us will pick a movie of the week. I am glad to report, I'm not going to reveal what our next episode will be, but it is a movie that I feel has been long overdue. We've talked about this film. <laughs> well, we'll save that. Um, it was it, That's not it, folks, but that is something to consider. This is a film that we have brought up many times in many different episodes. And I don't understand why we haven't done this film, but I'm glad we're going to finally do it. Is it Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> what, what Tim Burton movie have we done yet? <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Uh, um, no, no, no more Tim Burton. No, mm -hmm. let's get that out of our system. But to find out, please tune in next week and every Tuesday, we have a new movie review. Please like, follow, subscribe as always. And again, I remind you, we are on YouTube as well. Um, and with that, let's say goodbye to Tim Burton. Say bye, guys. What movie would you like us to review? Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com.